Yeah, you might see some special dance moves next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, we got that call Thursday. Um, Tuesday afternoon at about 2.30 is when we saw the doctor. And I cannot tell you that I've experienced emotions like I, like I experienced in about a 48-hour period. Um, crazy. Crazy. And I like to think I'm a guy that's generally got things under control. But I'd lose it. I'd lose it just in a moment. And I realized you can't live by emotion. <laughs> I'd be a mess. I mean, I'd be like a wet noodle. Like, just crazy. Um, so we're sitting there, and the doctor... And, and you know, life can change. <laughs> I experienced this about seven years ago, but I got to experience it again. Life can change in a heartbeat. Literally, a heartbeat. We're sitting there... And my mind is not even thinking cancer. In fact, Tuesday morning, Pastor Winona said, do you want to come with me to the hospital or would you come with me? And I was, well, it's just going to be, everything's okay. It's uh, an infection or a cyst and we just got to give you some medicine. So I was actually thinking I'd just stay here because I had things to do. And I thought, well, no, she's asked me, so I'll go because I'm trying to teach men how to be good husbands, so I should go and... <laughs> No, I tell you, you can't get away with things when you're pastoring. So I thought, no, okay, I'll go. So my mind was not even thinking. What happened in the space of four seconds, he sits down, he looks at us, and he goes, well, I don't know how to tell you this. And when somebody tells you that, it's like a game changer. Um... I sat there confounded, dumbfounded, stupefied, um, just, <laughs> um, I don't think my emotions had caught up with me. We left. Um, this is one of those moments. <laughs> Catch by surprise. I can try to be funny today. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. That's Tuesday afternoon. We are able to get a test on Wednesday, which was um, we called there, the doctor's office called there, and there was a cancellation. So we were able to get in on Wednesday to the clinic. And we did the test. Um, I was so thankful our two daughters were able to join us, Vanessa and Olivia. We went to the beach because there was a bit of time period. So you, you try to get distracted. You, gotta, you can't dwell on what's happening. You have to dwell on something that's an anchor. And I found that to be God. I mean, 
There's nothing else that's an anchor. So we did the test Wednesday, and they called us Wednesday afternoon, but I missed the call, and um, I woke up Thursday morning. Actually, I woke up Wednesday morning, and I thought it was Friday. Seriously. I thought it was Friday. I woke up, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I got a sermon to prepare. Your mind, I've never been under that load. I've never experienced that. Um, we're going after things in a different way today, okay? I'm setting you up. We're going to do some praying here in a few minutes because this is territory that we're going for and we're not going to stop, okay? I'm a stubborn Dutchman and we ain't stopping. We are going for everything that God has for us. Um, my mind was so scattered, I just about ran a guy off the road, completely oblivious. I can't tell you the thoughts that race around in this little noggin. Um, I couldn't remember things. I couldn't sit down and concentrate. You ask me what's going on, I couldn't tell you. So Thursday morning we get up and, and we get a call from them that the bone scan was good. Have you ever got a good news phone call? <laughs> that was a good news phone call. So now we have some more tests on Thursday. We go in there, and uh, the tests are actually pretty quick, but the doctor calls us in, and we sit down, and, and they're, uh, in the military, they call it friendly, friendly fire, but it's not really friendly fire. They're shooting at you, but instead of saying your own person shooting at you, they say it's friendly. There is no simple way of telling somebody you have cancer. You know, there's no simple, like, indirect way. And she just, being a physician and being a tremendous and very, very personable, but just saying this is what's up and this is what we have to do. Well, we're getting used to getting hit by trucks. Uh, that one really, uh, even though you thought it might be coming, that one hit hard. So we actually went to my parents on the way home because they're in Surrey, and we sat down to talk with them and uh, share with them, and they want to know and they want to pray. And, and that's when we got the call from Sheila. And actually, she had sent me a text message, and it, can you please call me? It's very important. <laughs> I'm thinking all about David here, okay? I'm not thinking about Sheila. I'm thinking about David. Oh, she wants to know what time dinner's going to be. She wants to know, is Vanessa going to join us? She wants to know um, if I like this type of food. She wants to know what time I should be there. She wants to, like, this is what I'm thinking. I've got to call her just to let her know what time to deliver the food. Um, I'm a bit of a selfish guy, I guess. <laughs> that was a joke. You can laugh with me. <laughs> well, you guys took me serious there. Um, 
So I called her. So I, I went out of the room just to call her because I'm thinking, well, I don't need to tell her to be there at 5 o'clock and, and this and that. So I went out. And her voice, I've never heard her so excited. She was like bubbling. And she goes, I, 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 I was at the grocery store and I got your groceries. And I'm thinking, great. <laughs> you know, step number one. She goes, and, and I'm getting ready to put them away, and I'm thinking, okay, she's just going to say, what do you want? What do you want? She goes, and then I got a call. I got a call from St. Paul's. They've got a kidney. And she's, like, going like that. And she goes, and I'm ready, getting ready to make you dinner. I'm still thinking about myself. I said, Sheila, you don't have to make dinner for me. You can go to the hospital and get your kidney. Well, of course she's going to do that. At that moment, the tables shifted. I want you to catch this, because I'm speaking prophetically. At that moment, the balance of power, if it were, shifted. It was as if the enemy thought he could chase, push, drag, compress, stomp over, tread over, have his way, and at that moment, there was a defeat to the enemy that the enemy did not see coming because the enemy only thinks of killing, stealing, and destroying, and God thinks of life, and at that moment, life was being birthed in Sheila, something that had taken 14 years to get to that point, and the enemy for 14 years had tormented Sheila. And she had lived under that thought process and under that harassment. And in one moment, she got a phone call and the tables shifted. And I believe, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm learning this, so I may be wrong, but I'm going to tell you what I believe and what I expect and what I'm seeing in my spirit. At that moment, things changed. And last week I told you that there can be one moment in a battle or one key individual that can shift and change everything. Just like David took a stone and it killed Goliath and that one man, Goliath, affected the whole nation of the Philistines and the whole nation of Israel. One man. And one moment, everything changed. And you can see that all throughout Scripture. You can see that in battles. It's one person. It's the king or it's this individual. And, there's, and, and I've, I've been meditating on it. Like there needs to be one key thing that happens. Don't chase the 75 little rats. Go for the kingpin. Seriously, you go for the kingpin, those little rats are going to leave. But we spend all our time trying to shoo away little rats. We don't go after the kingpin. And David, he went after the kingpin. And I believe when that call came, the enemy all of a sudden saw victory was in the camp. A few more could say hallelujah. The enemy saw victory was in the camp. And I saw in my spirit as if it was like a dog that turned around, put his tail between his legs and started to run. And I am not going to take my foot off the gas. You don't negotiate with the enemy. You don't negotiate with terrorists. You don't negotiate with those people that control your freedom because they don't control your freedom. He does. 
And at that moment, I believe something broke in the spirit. We got in the vehicle, and we left my parents, and there was joy in my parents. Joy unspeakable. The atmosphere shifted. We got in the vehicle, and Winona and I just looked at it and go, what just happened? Now, I'm still emotional. I'm still break down. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why. I can't explain it. But these things still hit me. But something happened at that moment. And I see the enemy fleeing. That's what I'm believing, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm believing and asking God for a miracle, even with Winona. The doctors have seen it, and I'm saying, God, it can still shrivel up and die. Now, if it so be that the doctor has to deal with it, well, thank God that we've got doctors that are smart. But it doesn't mean that my God can't get ahead of it. And we thought we had a week till the next uh, biopsy. Now we've had a biopsy and they've got the results, so now it's just going to be a little more fun. How God... Because also what happened is that the specialist said, she looked at Winona, and before uh, Pastor Louise was with us, um, before we sat down with her, she was with Winona and, and said, if the reports come back negative, I'm going to tell them to do it again, the biopsy. Well, then we came in, we sat down, and she started the spiel again, and she goes, and if those reports come back negative, I'm going to order another biopsy. And that thought just hit me. Here's the professional saying, there's a possibility they'll come back negative. Usually they say, listen, here it is. But she said, if it comes back negative, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm grabbing that. Because I've sat down in these doctor's offices on a few other occasions, and it's amazing the words that they speak, how they sit in here and they resonate and they, they play games on you. And I figure if you're going to play games on my mind, you might as well play games saying it's negative. We might as well have some fun. So I'm asking God for a negative report. Yeah, let's like make them do it again and try to figure that one out. So that's what I'm believing for. So I... Oh my goodness, it's 10 after... 5 after 12. Um... My sermon today was about territory, if you can imagine. Um, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for Pastor Winona. We're going to pray for Shawneen. Um, anybody else that wants prayer for any medical issue, we are going to stand up and we're going to pray for you. That will be in a minute. Because I believe we need to chase the enemy out of this camp. He doesn't belong here. He has no rights here. He doesn't rule this place. He doesn't rule this house. My king rules this place. So, um, yes, uh, it's relevant, very relevant. Does it meet my criteria? <laughs> Actually, and, and Alicia, you had something also. Pastor Daniel as well. Okay, well, why don't you guys come and... Uh, Alicia, if you could come sit up here, that way uh, we'll share this. 
we've been talking, I have to sit this thing up. Um, we've been talking about and we've been going through all of this uh, warfare. And I want to read you from uh, Joshua 10 and verse 7. Um, verse 8, the, the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand, and there shall not a man of them stand before you. And Joshua therefore came to them suddenly, went up the hill from Gilgal all night, and the Lord discomforted them before Israel, and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, and chased them all along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon, and smote them to Achazia and unto Makeda. And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, and were in the going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven <clears throat> upon them unto Achazia, and they died. And there were more which died with hailstones than they whom the king of Israel slew with the sword. Then Joshua spake to the Lord in that day when the Lord delivered them up, the Amorites, before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jaser? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. And the Lord fought for Israel. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, unto the camp of Gilgal. But these five kings fled. I want you to see what happens. And they were found hid in a cave in Mecca. And Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, and set men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but you pursue after your enemies, and smite them, the hindmost of them, and suffer them not to enter into their cities. For the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. And it came to pass when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter, till they were consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into the fenced cities. <clears throat> and when they entered into the fenced cities, it became a bridge. Right? <clears throat> and all the people returned to the camp to Joshua in peace, and none moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Then said Joshua, open the mouth of the cave. I think this is so neat. And bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. And they did so, and they brought forth those five kings unto him out of the, king, the cave. The king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, that Joshua called for all the men of Israel, the whole camp, and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with them, Come near and put your feet on the neck of these kings. And they came near, and they put their feet on the neck of them. And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And one more. And afterward, Joshua, <laughs> he smote them and he slew them and he hung them up on five trees. How can you argue with your mother-in-law? <laughs> Alicia, amen. Amen. I want you to receive the word this morning. 
Um, I, uh, I'm learning to listen to the Lord. And I had a dream last night um, that I had an apartment building, or I had an apartment. And I go into this apartment, and I had been there before, but I'm coming back to this apartment. And in this apartment, I really like this one apartment. I'm coming back to stay. And I already had a friend who's like, oh, can I come stay with you? And um, I'm like, okay, but I have to look at these other apartments too. But this one I really liked, but it was really shabby and it had this really shabby furniture and the doors and the windows were not safe. Like they wouldn't keep people out. And I actually had memories in that, like that I had been like, like an old guy had stuck his stick through the window or something like that. And I just was like, oh, I don't know, you know. So I go and look at these other buildings and then I come back to this building and, and I, I, don't always remember my dreams, but I always remember ones that surprise me. So this one surprised me because in this, in this situation, I just look and there, my, my apartment's being refurbished. And, I, and the landlady had declared that this room was going to be refurbished. Hallelujah. And inside, um, all the furniture was redone. And the windows and the doors were actually like there was a wood, like, blocking the window so that nobody could break in and none of the doors could be broken in. And the property brothers, you, you guys know, <laughs> they, they were there and they were helping refurnish my house. And so I just, I don't always remember my dreams, but I remembered that one. And I felt like God was saying, I'm fortifying my house. Amen. And, and, I'm, and the property brothers, I think, represent um, double portion and that he's overseeing Amen. his house. Cool. So he's not only... Um, like, I didn't even ask for this. And he's not only, things that you don't even think about, the blood of Jesus has covered. Amen. And you are perfect in his eyes when he's covered you. And so you, you don't even have to ask some of these things. God just looks after them. I wasn't even asking. He just looked after those details. Hallelujah. Amen. So he's fortifying his house. And I declare that over this house in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good. Good. Pastor. So watch HDTV before you go to bed. Um, well, last week on Tuesday, um, when we had received, when Brenda got the phone call from Winona, I was in the middle of reading Second uh, Kings chapter 3. And it's a story about um, the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and one of the nations that was um, subject to them rebelled. I just think that's interesting when we're talking about territory. When God has given you something and that territory rebelled. And so they were going to go up and they were going to restore. And uh, they, they got into this desert valley. And you got to think, an army has brought horses and cattle for food. All their soldiers and they go into this desert valley and they run out of water. And they call up to God, are you just going to abandon us now? Are you going to, you, you brought us up here just to let us die? You brought us here to, to, to um, let us die of thirst and, and now you're just going to leave us, you're going to forsake us? And they call Elisha. King Jehoshaphat is one of the kings. He says, is there not a prophet in the land that we can call? And they call Elisha. And 
I, I want, it's interesting. I don't know if you can get 2 Kings 3. I think it's about 16. I, 18. Th- and this is, um, maybe go back one verse. I, I, I really want to challenge you in, in, you know, I always challenge our, our youth and our young adults. You know, um, no, uh, I think he had a 15. This, why it's so important what you listen to, what you put into your, your life. Look at what Elisha, he says, bring me a musician. And then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. It is so important what you are putting into yourself, whether it's the music, what you read, your, the friends group that you're in. But again, I, I really believe when, when the musician played, the hand of the Lord, okay, next, 15, 16. And this is what the Lord said. I get ready, get ready for an outpouring. I really Amen. believe. This is, what, this is what I was reading in the middle of the phone call when Monona was telling Brenda what was happening. This is what I was reading. Get ready for an outpouring. And verse 17 you shall not see. When we, want, we like to think logically. If, if God's going to provide water, well, there's got to be wind and rain. And this is what the Lord said. You will not see wind. You shall not see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled Amen. with water so that your cattle and your horses will drink. Animals will drink. Verse 18. This is a simple matter. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you when we pray. I want to challenge you. If if there's something in in your own physical body, I I challenge you to come forward for prayer. Because this is a simple thing for the Lord. Amen. One touch. One touch is a simple thing. And I really believe that in the middle of that phone call, it was no accident that I was reading what God, this verse. And not not only would he feed the, feed or provide water, he will also deliver, Amen. give you back your territory. Amen. I want to challenge you this morning. Grab a hold of this, the word of God, and just apply it into your life. Amen. And I probably said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if there's any of you that have an illness, I want you to come forward. And just, we'll stand across here. So if there's anybody that needs prayer for, for an illness or something that's, that needs God's touch, if you have any condition, just come forward. Amen. Now, I don't intend to pray for everyone. I want you to come and pray. Okay, we're a body. And one of the things I found out when I've been studying territory, territory is a joint effort. It's not just one person, but it was the whole nation of Israel that went about and conquered the land. So we need family up here. You are family. You are brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you need prayer, come right up to the steps and then...
we're just going to release God's healing now. So, so if you're here to pray, if we could just spread out a bit. Uh, Adrian, Brendan, if you could go just a little bit further that way. Let's, let's just spread across the whole width. We don't even have to know what it is. You just bring it to God. If it's a medical thing, if it's anything that the doctor or science has proclaimed over you and you want to touch, we're going to chase the enemy and I'm expecting something to happen today. I am not expecting the same old, same old. I'm expecting miracles. Amen. Just come forward, everybody. Let's stretch our hands. Amen. I believe there's power in the touch. Jesus touched them and they were healed. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we release healing now. We come against any reports that the doctors have said, whether it be cancer, whether it be any other issues, whether it be a concern, whether it be a medical condition, whether it be some prescribed um, disease or illness, we come against that now in the name of Jesus, and we declare wholeness now. Enemy, you must flee. You have no authority here. But the King of kings and the Lord of lords is who reigns in this place, and He has proclaimed us to be whole now in the name of Jesus. We come against any thought processes that are not consistent with the Scriptures. We come against the enemy that wants to put plant thoughts into the mind. We come against those things. We come against diseases. Cancer, you must leave. We speak wholeness. We speak peace to everyone here now. Heavenly Father, just release healing now. Receive it. Receive it. Those of you who are praying, declare it in faith. Declare in faith what you see. You see healing. You see strength. Declare it. Put words to the faith that you have. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray.